morning. You're listening to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast brought to you by Joy's House. We are so happy that you're here. Caregiver Crossing is a podcast that's created just for you, the caregiver. I'm Tina McIntosh. I'm Terry Stacy. And t- oh, <laughs> I was going to tell everybody what we're going to talk about, but I want you to tell everybody what we're going to talk about because you're an expert. I mean, listen, you really are an expert in this topic. Terry, you and I are in this together. I will tell them and then we're going to jump into it together because it's you and me. Okay. We are discussing today how to best prepare for a doctor's visit. So in the past, the doctor has typically taken a lead during doctor's appointments and patients have followed along. But today there seems to be this shift. There is this good patient-doctor relationship that looks more like a partnership. And you and your doctor can and are actually expected to work as a team along with the nurses, the physician's assistants, the pharmacists, and other healthcare providers to manage your medical problems and keep you healthy. And this means asking questions if the doctor's explanations or instructions are unclear, bringing up problems, even if the doctors don't ask, and letting the doctors know if you have concerns about a particular treatment or changes in your daily life. So you have to take an active role in your healthcare, and that puts responsibility for good communication on both you and your doctor. So all of this is true at any age, but when you're older, it becomes even more important to communicate effectively with your doctor. That's partly because you might have more health conditions um, and treatments to discuss. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And it can be incredibly confused because when I was young, in my younger days, you had one doctor and, and now you really have a team of doctors and liaisons and, and so many that and sometimes you don't even get to talk to the doctor you started with. And it can be very confusing, but Tina McIntosh and her family have dealt with some health issues. And I really want to learn from you um, what, what you do. And so I'm going to start with this question, Tina, and I want to ask you, what information should you bring with you to a doctor's appointment? What do you do? I really am giggling as you say it, because we have so many specialists. I mean, Terry, like 10 years ago, I had a family physician and maybe an allergist and an OBGYN. And now I'm like, I have feel like I have specialist in the book for me. And then when I look at my husband and my mother-in-law and my children, even we have so many specialists. And so, yeah, you're right. We're unfortunately a good case study for this conversation, but I mean, I think there are a lot of things. One, you have to have a list of medication. And I think it's important that you carry that with you, you know, to have it in your phone is important, but also to have it with you at all times, even print it out, you know, maybe behind your license, you know, that you carry on your person at all times. And it's important to have one, the list of the pharmaceuticals that you are taking, but also any vitamins that you have, any herbals, you know, your herbal supplements get in the way of things. If there's a surgery coming up or even an unscheduled surgery, your herbal medications, um, herbal remedies that you take are important too. And any supplementals, um, your family history is important as well. Um, and that comes into play with a lot of things. Um, and that's typically going to go for as far back as your parents and your grandparents, um, information about your primary care physician and your other doctors, you know, nowadays we have the portals, but the problem that I run into is like, for us, I have my, my oncologist in my team 
and they're in one portal. And then unfortunately my family care physician is in another portal. And so that's not the best setup. Ideally, we'd have everybody in one portal where all of the information is in the same place. So um, having all that information is important, but um, you know, for, for me, uh, having all of that information at hand is really, really important. But as you're going to a doctor's appointment, I like to have everything written out. My doctors know that I come with my day planner. Um, I feel like as, as I get older, everybody expects me to come with my day planner in hand and they know I'm going to open up to today's page and I'm going to have my list of questions written out. I'm going to have my symptoms written out. Um, and I'm going to go through that. I'm going to take a breath and open the page and slow down and ask my questions and not allow myself to feel rushed because I think that's what we do. We start to feel guilty when they come in and we know they've got what an average of seven minutes. Is that right? I, I can't remember how the average time right. is doctor, yep. but we get nervous. And so um, we start to feel rushed when we get in there. I think that's really smart. And you mentioned something that I think a lot of us forget and that because so many of us take herbal, whether it's turmeric or whatever it is, you take some sort of a, an herbal supplement of some sort and you forget that that needs you. Some of us take a whole handful of them and that needs to be an important part of the list that you make and bring with you. And that's such a great reminder. I hope everybody's making a list right now uh, of the things that Tina's talking about, because now let's talk about follow-up questions that you should be prepared to answer about the symptoms that you're reporting because that's also something you always, I can't, everybody comes home and they say, ah, I forgot to ask this question or this question or this question. So please talk about that a little bit. Okay. So I'm, you just said that. And I, I made a couple of notes. I mean, I was talking with a, a dear friend of mine one day and she's a nurse and we were going through a post doctor's appointment that I had. And I was telling her about it, but I'm on a ton of medications. So, you know, if anybody's listened to caregiver crossing for a while, they know that I've had two cancers and a colon resection and I, I have a brain tumor and I've had all kinds of different, you know, medical hysterectomy. And I mean, Lord knows you name it. I've probably at this point had it. And I take a lot of medications and herbal supplements and vitamins and all kinds of things. And she said, well, when do you take your probiotic? And I said, I take it in the evening. And she said, I'd like you to take it at noon. And she said, when do you take your multivitamin? I said, I take it in the evening. And she said, I'd like you to take it at noon she started shifting all of my medications around and I was questioning. And she said, well, you know, she said, I, I want you to move these things around because this one's more effective if you take it two hours before this one. And, and I, I never thought about that kind of stuff, Terry. And my doctor had never asked the question. Mm -hmm. just had never recommended anything, even though all my stuff is in the one system, you know, within my pharmacy. And so I ended up getting, and I have it right in front of me, like you can see it. I ended up getting those old lady pill boxes where I take it you know, yes. in the morning. And I, so I had one that was morning, noon, and night. Well, I got one that says morning, noon, um, what's it say? Morning, noon, evening, evening and bedtime. Evening. Because I have to spread things out between evening and bedtime. I can't take them all, you know, all at the same time. You also mentioned like wow. turmeric. Do you know that turmeric can cause what it does for you? It thins your blood. So I'm talking to my doctor one day. It's an anti-inflammatory, right? It, right. Because it thins, it thins your blood. 
So I'm talking to my doctor one day and I, I said something about my, uh, I was taking turmeric and she said, well, you know, that's great. And I, and then a few minutes later, I said something about I'm, I'm bruising a bunch. And she said, did you just tell me you're taking turmeric? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, why don't you stop that and see how the bruising does turmeric because it's in blood. I, was I just stopped taking the turmeric. So it's just the stuff we don't think about. Wow. And we, you know, we're not right. 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 Ourselves. So anyway, we need to be auditing this kind of stuff. I highly suggest for follow-up for that kind of stuff. Do not hesitate to advocate for your own body. One, listen to your own intuition. Two, talk to your different doctors about the same things and get different perspectives. One doctor has one perspective on something. And that includes your pharmacist. While they're not, you know, your family physician or your specialist, they are your, they're your pharmacist and they have their own specialty. So go into them and say, I'd like you to audit all my medications. I did that recently because I've gained a lot of weight and said, I'd like you to audit all my medication and bless Jenny, my pharmacist's heart. She came back and said, you're on three medications that are weight gaining. And one of them causes women to gain on average 25 pounds. And so we are removing that from my you know, regimen and we're trying something in its place. Yeah. So you got to You've got to communicate with people about what's going on with you. Um, so there's that. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah. And, and what, let's talk about honesty because how many of us have ever, you know, not told the doctor everything <laughs> and, and, you know, you too, I mean, you've, you've seen doctor after doctor after doctor. How about you? I mean, we, it's, it's, it's just crucial as hard as it may be. It's just gotta, it's crucial. Do you want me to be brutally honest here? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going to say a couple of words that you're going to be like, really, how honest are we going to get? But I was talking with a girlfriend the other day and we had a conversation about two things that she said, I never, ever, ever thought this conversation would lead to where we are. I said, we don't, there are two things we never talk about as women. We never talk about one, Terry, you and I have talked about poop before. We never talk about how gut health is so important. <laughs> we, we never talk about poop. And how important that is, it's important for our brains, it's important for our guts, it's important for everything. And as women, we never talk about vaginal health. And you know, the one doctor who, outside of my OBGYN, who brought up for me my vaginal health was my oncologist, who talked about how important my vaginal health was from an oncology perspective, because I don't have any hormones because my cancers were estrogen positive. So I have no hormones, I've had a hysterectomy. And he talked with me about that, not just from, you know, a sexual perspective, perspective, you know, with, with my sexual life with my husband, but also just from a hormonal place and what that does to me as a woman and from an aging perspective. And my mm -hmm. friend and I were talking about this mm -hmm. is that, you know, like we just don't talk about those things and it's outside of just regular mm -hmm. aging. And so these are important things for us to be talking about with our doctors. And so when they say, how are you doing? They want to know these things. And there are things that we don't have to just tolerate because we're aging. So th they want to know, and they're not going to know the answers to things unless we tell them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's your, it's your right. It is your right. It is your body. And it is your right. As you said, to the, the patient's part of it all and being patient uh, it, with your questions and asking them and not rushed, 
it is it is something that you you just have to do. I want to mention in in case our, our time is starting to get limited, but this is also something that everything you've mentioned, the lists and the questions and the honesty, these are all things as caregivers you also need to have for the person that you're caring for. And and I just want to mention your care kits. Yes. So Joyda's House created years ago, these care kits, you've probably heard us talk about them. They're two inch binders full of template information. And I highly recommend you have one for your loved one that you're caring for and one for yourself. And so we will provide them for you at no cost. If you want to make a donation, we'll gladly take it. It helps us print future copies for other people, but it helps you one, communicate with your doctor and two, have information in one place. I will tell you, Terry, all these years, you've heard me talk about them. My mom came in a couple of weeks ago. I had another surgery and my mom came in the night before and she brought me a copy of hers. She had filled out one for her and her husband after all these years and brought me a copy and said, oh. here, care kit. And we walked through the whole thing and it was a wonderful moment. I was so impressed with what she had done. It answered so many questions that I had. Um, and we should each have one of those. And there is actually a page in there and it's for your next doctor's appointment where you put in questions for the doctor. And it's helped me time and time again to be able to remember the questions that I have. But I guess the biggest piece of advice I would have for somebody is advocate for yourself, listen to your body, you know, know that you know your body better than anyone else. And if you, if you advocate for something and it ends up that you have no issue, that's okay. You've listened to your body and God forbid you listen to your body and you end up being right. And there'd be something wrong. Um, you know, I have unfortunately been right too many times. And if I hadn't advocated for myself, um, I wouldn't be here today. And so, uh, I just, I hope you listen to your, your body and you're not afraid to speak up. And that's, you know, the doctors are there. They, they want you to speak up for yourself and, if they get frustrated because you are asking a question over and over again, you have the wrong doctor, find somebody else, somebody that will listen to you. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So no, I think that's good. And, um, if you need a care kit, there's so much more information that I know we could talk about. I did want to talk about, and I, I'm not watching our time. Are you watching our time? I'm not watching I, our time, but I know Joy, there was Joy's just one more thing like, before we go. And I think, yeah, I just want to just make sure. But just quickly, before we do say goodbye, how important is it to have somebody with you when you, the doctor says, I want you to come in, we've got some things to talk about after you've had a slew of tests for something and to bring somebody with you because at that moment you get some sort of news, good or bad, um, your brain kind of stops for a minute. And, and so you agree, you bring somebody with you. Yeah, it's not a choice. You've got to bring somebody with you. It's critical. Um, you can be the most organized person. You can think you've got it all together. You can think you're not going to be in some kind of shock. It doesn't matter. You've absolutely got to bring somebody with you. Um, you will not be able to, you will not be able to digest all of the information that the doctor is sharing with you. And so bring somebody with you. If you cannot get somebody on the phone who can at least be listening um, or record the conversation of the you. So good. So good. All right. Listen, uh, as we thank you, Tina, as we close the show, we just want to remind our listeners that they can contact Tina McIntosh for more information and resources to help you through your journey of caregiving and also to find out more about their care kits. Just send Tina a note at Tina 
at joyshouse.org. And our thanks to all the good people at AARP for their continued support of Caregiver Crossing. They're leading a revolution in the way that people view and live life after 50. And we love that they're working to empower people to choose how they live as they age. And also a big thank you to Majestic Care. Majestic Care provides community-based nursing throughout Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan, specializing in clinical services based on local needs. Thank you all so much for joining us here on Caregiver, Cross, Caregiver Crossing. Hope you learned something I did. And uh, thank you, Tina, for teaching us a little bit. We'll talk to you all next week right here on Caregiver Crossing.